You're listening to Mike and Kristen. The podcast. I'm Mike, a musician, writer, and producer. And I'm Kristen, a painter, writer, and designer. Our show is all about following dreams, taking chances, and what life as an artist is really about. Together, we bring you weekly guest interviews and thought-provoking conversations. Let's go! Happy spring, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of Mike and Kristen, where we have a very, very special guest. We have Isla Tompkins on today, and she is by far the youngest guest we've ever had. Isla is nine years old. She'll be turning 10 this summer and is wise beyond her years. She is into animals is one way to put it. She knows everything about animals. She's into conservation. She is just trying to get a message out there about how humans can be better to the animal world. And she has her own podcast. She has her own podcast called What If We, which we talk about in this episode. She'll tell you more about her subject matter and why it's titled that. Lots of details. And she covers all different types of animals that interest her. She's done episodes on the platypus, the leatherback turtle, uh, one on an elephant and the black bear. But you you check it out. We've got it in the show notes. Yeah. And her mom, we uh, had on our podcast previously, Dr. Mal. She's a cousin of mine. So Isla would be a cousin. And- <laughs> the Ryan genes are strong, <laughs> I tell you, on this podcast. And her dad I went to high school with. So yeah, that's right. Were yeah. you guys in the same grade? Or yeah, yeah. yeah, we graduated together. Okay. Well, yeah. there's all kinds of connections there. We were drawn to Isla because she's she's just highly intelligent, but to have the passion and pursuit that she does at such a young age was just fascinating to us, really. And we let her know of some of the questions we wanted to talk about in advance. And most of our discussion is centric to animals because that's her primary yeah. interest. But you can see in her just her ability to think a little bit differently. She, she even talks about critical thinking on her podcast. Like her <laughs> vocabulary alone astounds me. But uh, I think she's just a really inspiring person. And her podcast uh, maybe is marketed for kids, but we've listened to all of them and have learned something oh, every time. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like you said, it's when a young person becomes completely engrossed and fascinated in a subject or a sport or whatever it may be. It's amazing to see. And like you hear of like young athletes who just they're all they care about is this particular sport, like Sidney Crosby or something. He's shooting pucks at a dryer. Like Isla's like that with animals. She just, that's all she cares about. And has been that way. Her mom told us about having baby pictures of her at six months old, holding a cat. And this has been just who she is. She was born into this gift, really. And I've always been interested in people that have that clarity. It's something I admire, but I would almost go as far to say something I envy. So I, I know what I like and have learned that with age, but 
I couldn't share that same sense of knowing from the a child's age of knowing like this is my life path and passion and it's unwavering. It, I, I just find it so incredible in yeah, her and it's definitely fascinating and it's it's just really it's inspiring to see when someone yeah. is so focused and especially she's only nine years old yeah and people are taking note of her yeah. like she's well she has her podcast but she's also recently been in the newspaper and like we're, we're actively listening to her episodes because yeah. i genuinely am learning from them yeah it's uh, it's fascinating and i think yeah, it's just it's a really heartwarming chat, you know. Just she's just a kid, so yeah. obviously this is different than our typical episodes, and it's shorter. Um, but it's yeah, I think people will really like it. And yeah, putting something a little different out there is part of the our creativity. Part of year two of Mike and Kristen the podcast. Well, let's jump in and have a listen to what Isla has to say. Here we go. So we we are very excited that you're here, Isla. We've been listening to your podcast, What If We, and you know more about animals than anyone I've ever met in my whole <laughs> life. How did you become so interested in animals, and when did this start for you? I loved animals since I was very little. I kind of just love animals because they're who they are, and they don't care what other people or animals think. Yeah. What what made you want to call the podcast What If We? Because all great answers come from curious questions. Oh. So That's a great title for yeah, a podcast. I like that. It makes your it makes you think. And that that's what a good podcast does in the end. And every episode we listen to of yours, we both learn a lot and then it gets us thinking, what what if we did this? What if we what if we fostered another <laughs> cat and maybe adopted one? And we, we have our little kitty, George, who you met. And he was, like Kristen said, a foster fail for us. And we know you've fostered how many cats so far? 17. 17. <laughs> and didn't one give birth and have a, mm -hmm. have a litter of kittens? Yeah. Is the litter of kittens included in the 17? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is that's a yeah. lot. That's wonderful to have found special homes for all of those animals. Do you find it hard when they leave? Not really, kind of, but like I know they're going to a good home. I think the kittens were the hardest to let go, but I know they're going to a good home, so we feel that way too. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to to send them away, but we have to trust that we've played our role in their life and that they'll end up somewhere where they're loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. So why did you think, Isla, that podcasting would be a good way to educate people about animals? I like being at home and I like being around my family. So I thought that if I could do podcasts at home, I could also educate people. And I've listened to podcasts since I was like four. <laughs> so I just really thought that a podcast would be something that I would be interested in. And how are you researching for the content that you talk about in your podcasts? It takes about six-ish hours. And I usually do about 
40 minutes to like an hour and 10 minutes a day. And I think it's kind of calming. And mm. yeah, and then I also like recording it. It's fun. Do you like going on a certain website or reading particular books to compile your information and facts? Not really, but I always make sure that the sites are good sites because some sites, they have different information. So I have to make sure that the facts are correct before I post podcasts. Right. How do you pick which animals you want to do the podcast on? Well, I get requests yeah. from people. So, and most of the time they're unique animals. And I always learn stuff in the podcast, even if I know the animal. Even if it's like an elephant, I think that they're very interesting. So, yeah, I get requests from people and then I get to give them a shout out. Yeah. When I, when I was a little boy, just probably a little bit older than you, and I grew up in Inverness. You've been in to Inverness before. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of wild, exotic animals <laughs> there. But one day a man came to our school and he had a cheetah with him. And it's hard to believe, I know, but this <laughs> in man Cape Breton. in Cape Breton, this man showed up at our school with a cheetah and we all went to the gym and he asked a bunch of questions related to animals. And at that time in my life, I I'm not wasn't as smart as you, but I knew a lot about animals <laughs> myself. And I answered seven questions in a row and the man was so impressed, he invited me up and I got to pet the cheetah. <laughs> And it was a very special moment for me. And and because that cheetah was in a Disney movie called Cheetah. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that. But at that time, it was a very, very famous cheetah. And I got to pet him. And I thought I was I was really important. But, but that moment has stuck with me, getting to see this animal in person. And myself and Kristen have loved animals, both of us, our whole life. Kristen grew up on a farm. And I got to meet that cheetah when I was a little boy. <laughs> but do you have any animals that you are really excited to see at some point in your life? I'm interested in aquatic mammals, okay. like dolphins and whales. And I think they're, I just want to see them, especially a dolphin, because they're really playful and they're unique creatures. So Yeah. You said earlier, Isla, I thought this was such a beautiful way of describing what draws you to animals in that it doesn't matter what other people think about them. And Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask what you think maybe we we as humans can learn from animals. That might be one of the things, but what do you think that human beings can learn from animal behavior or just their lifestyle. I'd love to hear if you have any thoughts on that. I think that animals, we can learn that we can live in harmony with each other from animals. And we as humans need to learn that because animals get along with humans, but it's just humans that need to get along with animals. So I think that animals, if people listen, they could learn a lot from animals. And what do you think you have learned yourself from your relationship with animals? How does it make you feel to be around them? I feel like I can be myself around animals because animals don't judge people. Mm-hmm. And they're totally themselves around people. So I like being around animals because I'm really calm when I'm around animals. 
and I really love animals. Yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah. Just that calming sense. Now that we have our, our own cat here, we find that every time George does anything, it either makes us smile or makes us laugh or makes us just excited that he's here. Sometimes at night when he's scratching on the bed, we might get a, a little little <laughs> mad at George, but it doesn't last too long. He's uh, he's just a constant source of of joy and entertainment, and I find and that that's a pet. There's obviously lots of animals in the wild who who can do that too. And just yesterday, I was driving to shoot a music video, and I had to make a stop, and I saw I didn't tell Kristen this. There's a beautiful cardinal, a bird on the tree. And it was it was early in the morning. I saw that bright red bird, and it just made me smile. And I'm like, oh, this is this is off to a good day. And I, I just felt good about the day, just getting to see that beautiful animal. It's it's just so nice that we we have these creatures, these living beings out there that can can bring us joy just in such a simple act. Well, and the cardinal, like other animals, is said to be symbolic of those maybe that have passed on in our life. I know that was something in our house that we always acknowledged if there was a cardinal, that it was somebody visiting us. And, and Isla, I know in some of your podcast episodes, you've talked about the First Nations community and their connection Mm -hmm. to animals and relationship. And um, from some of the things that I've read or listened to on podcasts, I know that a lot of the First Nations community will celebrate a special occasion or maybe it's a birth um, through animal spirit. And I wondered if you had anything in particular with the First Nations community that you really stood out to you or you felt was a good lesson for others to consider in their treatment and love for animals. They think of animals as family. And I like that because we're animals too. And we need to treat each other like we're family. They also respect animals a lot, and some most people really don't respect animals, and I think that's a very good lesson. Very good lesson. Yeah, we're all we're all living in harmony and a holistic world. So I like that. That's been a consistent message in your podcasting as well as really teaching others about um, the relationship and what we can learn from animals, not just the other way around. So mm-hmm. good that you, you're always pointing that out. And you have fun games in your podcast, too, mm-hmm. two, tr- two Truths and a Lie, that I always look forward to. And your animal sounds. I did not get the porcupine one right. <laughs> was that a new one for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a funny noise that we heard on the most recent episode. We heard a fox in the backyard a few days ago and that sounded what would you describe it as Kristen? It was very upsetting (laughs) actually it was very loud and sounded like a scream to be honest have you heard a fox before? yeah Yeah. we have a very very special sponsor of this episode that we both love dearly with all our hearts the Rustic Rustic Crust Pizza Pizza. yum 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 in Upper Tantalan Nova Scotia these folks started off in a food truck and they now have a fully functioning restaurant They've got a beer garden for the summertime. They get rented out for private events. They have everything there. Yeah, I can honestly say it's my favorite pizza in the world. Like, really. 
10 out of 10. So delicious. It's my favorite spot to eat. And I play a lot of gigs there. They treat me like a god when I go there. They're so nice. It's hard to believe that a local pizza spot is such good supporters of the arts. They're also very supportive of community events. They have taken in a Ukrainian family. They're always giving to fundraising events. They're just amazing people across the board. And you have your art showcase there too. I've got art up there right now. And I have to say, I love their pizza as well. Well, of course, but their Caesar salad is exceptional. Next level. The pizza is wood-fired, which makes it absolutely delicious. And the tomatoes and flour are both from Italy. They've got an awesome collection of local craft beer and wine, so you're sure to have a great drink to pair with your pizza. All of our guests that come to stay with us, we bring them there for a meal. You can find this sweet little restaurant at 10 Sunnies Road in Upper Tan Talon. They're open Tuesday to Sunday year-round, and their website is therusticcrustpizzeria.com. Yeah, you should definitely check it out if you're in the area. You can go to the beer garden, you can go inside. It's a cool house converted into a restaurant. Great people doing great things that we truly are huge fans of, so check them out now. Rustic Crust! Rustic Crust! We know that one of the people you look up to is Jane Goodall. How did you come across her, and what what is the what does the work she does mean to you? I liked that she did it like a different way from everybody else. Yeah, because she observed them in the wild, not in the lab. Yeah, and she also gave them names instead of numbers, and I liked that because she treated them like humans. Yeah, and that's how we should treat animals. If I recall, Jane Goodall started out as an assistant to one of the doctors, did she not? Yeah. Yeah, and so most of her training and education was in the field, like you say, mm-hmm. rather than in a lab, which would give a uniqueness. Mm-hmm. How do you, if you choose to pursue a career in animals, how would you like for that to look for you? Is there a certain area that interests you? Well, I do want to learn a lot about animals, so I don't really want to be a vet because I don't want to see animals hurt. Yeah. But I like to do something like Jane Goodall and observe animals in their natural habitat. And I also want to rescue a bunch of animals like I do now. Mm-hmm. So I know I always want to do something with the animals. So Just have them around. Huh? Yeah. That's a, that's a good plan. We uh, We often talk about having... A little farm where we can have as many mm-hmm. cute animals running free as possible. I want to ask, Isla, you have had such a connection from a young age. I find that as a grown up, a lot of people my age have yet to figure out that thing in their life that is really important to them or that they feel passionate about. Something that's really meaningful is something a lot of people struggle with. You've had this clarity since such a young age, and are you able to describe how you knew that this was something really important to you, you know, in competition with everything else that you could choose to take interest in? Was it a certain feeling that you had or um, something inspiring that happened that led you down this path? When I was born, I had a cat, May, and I still have her now. And I always loved her, and then 
I think that was just like the start of my like loving animals because she was such a sweet cat and I just have like I just feel a connection with animals. Mm-hmm. Do you like to communicate with them? Like, do you find that through just affection or do you like to speak with them? How do you feel that uh, relationship? I do feel it just when I'm kind of sitting by them. Mm-hmm. But I do like to talk to them. And I feel like if they could talk, they would talk back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just when I'm around them, I feel like they know what I'm trying to say to them. Well, before you came today, you knew that we had a cat named George. Mm-hmm. And just hearing his name, you guessed that he would be an orange cat, <laughs> which he yeah. is. So I think you definitely have uh, the ability to communicate, and George was certainly excited to to meet you, too. (laughs) You have a special connection with the animal world, Mm -hmm. and I think the message that you're getting out there and all the information that you're giving to people will really help others foster that connection as well, because like you said, the more people that learn to treat each other well— and to be kind, that that's really important in this world. And we really need that now more than ever. Mm-hmm. What ways do you think that people can better support both Mother Nature and the animal kingdom? By donating to animal rescues and stuff, but also adopting. Mm-hmm. Not like rescuing, not like just getting an animal off Kijiji or something. Mm-hmm. I think rescuing an animal is important because animals need our help. Are there certain conservation groups or organizations that in particular interest you or you think people should be supporting? Hope for Wildlife. I've been there a few times and mm-hmm. I think it's a very cool sanctuary and they help all different types of animals. and. I also think Southpaw, where he rescued um, and fostered the animals, I think that's a good organization. And yeah, I just feel like all organizations that help animals should be donated to. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I believe you had a petition circulating at one point recently, did you? Uh, yeah, I did it for elephants. Mm-hmm. And I think I also did it for the Quirka. And, yeah, I think that's a very good way to help them, too. How has climate change impacted the animal kingdom? For polar bears, the ice is melting, and they use the ice to catch seals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and also a lot of other creatures. And that means their habitat is kind of disappearing in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's different for them. They don't really know how to handle it. So we need to help them. Do you think that you are speaking on behalf of the animal since they don't have a voice? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we see in you. Yeah. We see you as such a strong voice on on behalf of, like you're saying, a family member, really, that might not be able to speak Mm -hmm. for themselves and... It's why we really wanted to share your story. And I know there's a lot of other people taking note of the kindness that you're offering. Uh, we read that you were recently in the Inverness Oran. and they Congrats, interviewed you. Isla. Yeah. Thanks. So people are really noticing uh, the message that you're spreading. You're making a difference already. And if there's any 
if there's anything in particular that you would invite your podcast listeners and our podcast listeners to do to take action, I know we've talked about fundraising, maybe looking to sign that petition uh, and listening to your podcast, really. Mm-hmm. Are there other are there, are there any other things that you wanted to raise for the sake of awareness that you would want for your audience to hear? I know there's a lot, but I feel like those are the main things for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just help animals any way you can because they're like us. They need help sometimes. So that's great. Well, Isla, we're so glad you could come here today and we're excited for our listeners to get to, to hear this episode and then they'll go listen to some of your episodes and then pretty soon it's going to spread over the whole world <laughs> and the message is going to get out there. So it, it does really mean a lot to us for you to, to come on here and we're grateful that you're doing all this amazing work for the animal kingdom and for planet Earth. So thank you so much for for being who you are, Isla, and keep doing everything you're doing. And we're excited to watch where it goes and all the amazing things you're going to accomplish. And do you want to say hi to all your animals at home? You can shout them out by name. Sure. Uh, I give a shout out to May and Poppy and Wizzy and Stella and Henry and Piper. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great list. Uh, well, we they deserve just as much recognition because I know yeah. that they bring your home a lot of happiness, and yeah. that's the that's one of the beautiful things that they have to offer. And uh, we know that your family is very supportive of your interests as well. Your mom brought you here today. Who, Mallory Ryan, Doctor Mallory Ryan is a former podcast former guest, guest yes. as well. So uh, we can certainly see that. Uh, her wisdom has been passed down and just support Isla. It takes a village for anyone to have a mission like you have and like Jane Goodall has had. So uh, we appreciate you taking time for us today to spread the good word and we'll certainly be following all your adventures to come. Thanks. Thank you, Isla. Another great chat. Here we are, folks, in the introduction. We have just listened to young nine-year-old Isla talk about her passions and dreams and what she really cares about. She's very sweet. I feel just at ease around her. Like she has a calmness about her herself and it's contagious. Animals make her calm. She makes other people calm. She talked about after uh, we took the mics off actually as well about being an introvert uh she actually uses those words to (laughs) describing she knows she has this sense of self-awareness already to know that she enjoys the the quieter environments which is part of why she loves podcasting yeah yeah and i can relate to that it does feel good to be in the safety of your own home and in control yeah we're the bosses here yeah but we'll certainly be following isla's journey and supporting her her podcast and causes uh, we've put up links to her petition that she referenced and yeah. uh, and certainly to the link to her podcast. But keep an eye out for this one. And uh, Dr. Mal, her mom as well, you can listen to her episode. And she's always got amazing work. And yeah. she's clearly been a beautiful role model. So we've, we've got to thank her as well. Yeah. And upcoming, I've got a show this weekend in Iona. Then at the Carlton. 
exciting. There's still some tickets to the Carlton one and then heading to PEI. Yeah, and then ECMA is and after ECMAs. that. We've got a, I was looking at our calendar recently and it's all like I think November is like our free month. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. I love it though. I'm I'm here for it. We've got a great summer lined up and uh, yeah, thanks everyone for just being there for us and keeping us going and keeping us inspired and uh, we'll keep showing up for you too. Okay, folks, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Woo! Woo! Woo!